It's just plain wrong that getting a good night's sleep is so hard. You know, sleep doesn't have to be this hard. There is a faster way to get better sleep. Sleep Takeout gives you real practical sleep solutions and your questions answered. I'm Dr. Bond, and I'm a licensed psychologist. And I'm Dr. Satuni, and I'm a board-certified sleep and pulmonary physician. And we're here to talk to you about sleep advice without a pill. This Sleep Takeout podcast is for information and entertainment purposes. This podcast is not intended as professional or legal advice. Podcasts are not treatment. Sleep disorders and mental health conditions need to be individualized with the healthcare provider. Sleep Takeout is not a replacement for professional advice or recommendations. So help your friends sleep better. Share the Sleep Takeout podcast with them and be sure to rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast app. Welcome back, Michelle. It's great to see you again. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm 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 glad we are. The technology is a challenge at times, but we're figuring it out. So I think that everybody will be really excited to know we're recording in the morning. We're both like caffeined up and yeah. ready to record. Absolutely. I've got I've got plenty of caffeine, but I will need a refill at some point. So, but I know there's more available. So, but it's great to see you. I'm excited to be back and chatting about all things sleep again. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? I think we are going to review this like nice big box of something that you have in front of you. And absolutely. I don't know. I, let's let's leave it as a cliffhanger right now what we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to have something to do with the, I think one of the episodes we call them pesky wake-ups. But let's talk about a routine to fix those pesky, pesky wake-ups. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get to that. Before we do that, though, I want to talk about this box that I got. Um, and this actually comes from a, um, a Gottman Couples Weekend. It's kind of a weekend retreat. Um, and it's the, the what it is, it's a... It's for couples that are wanting to improve their kind of communication skills. And so you get these two manuals and then there's these deck of cards, but you go to, we actually went up to Jacksonville and did this one, but it's, you just go to some like, you know, hotel and someone puts it on. And what you actually do is you learn these different exercises on how to improve your communication skills. What would we call our sleep retreat? Hmm. We need to have a box like this though. I love this like merchandise. It's got a deck of cards. Um, I would say, our retreat would be... You could have it in like a Trapper Keeper because we're oh both God, like children trapper of the keeper. 80s. I love Trapper. Oh, gosh. I would still do Trapper. I remember like they're so Then so we should make it our brand. Right. A sleep Trapper Keeper for all things when you need them in the middle of the night. Especially when they had little pockets, had little Ziploc things on the side and you can put all your other pencils in them. Oh, my God. So much fun. Okay. So we digress. So yes. tell me more about this game. Um, so, but the, the, so the workshop is actually kind of interesting. It was... It's done... Um, and it's put on by um, different mental health professionals. This one was by a marriage and family therapist. And I believe you go to, so the Gottman Institute, for those of you who aren't familiar, they do a lot of like couples therapy, kind of couples research. They're not the only um, people that look a lot into this. Um, there's a lot of other, um, in the world of psychology, other approaches to couples therapy, like emotion-focused couples. Um, there's also, there's multiple different models. But Gottman is one that is probably the most um commercially well-known because they've done a lot of both books that are available for the public to read as well as like trainings. You can get Gottman certified in level one and two and beyond and all this sort of stuff. But this weekend is actually a very practical like skills-based thing. It was two days and the entire purpose of it is for two days you're actually practicing with your partner that you bring with you. Um, you're practicing these communication-based kind of skills. So Nice. Yeah. It was fun. I actually enjoyed it. So. Recommended? 
Um, I, I actually would recommend it. I will say, so it was kind of interesting. I was, so it was us and gosh, I want to say there's like maybe 15 other couples in the room and you, you, you interact with the other couples, but only really like in passing, like the actual exercises that you're doing is with you and your partner. It's not like a, it's not like a group experience where you're there and you're talking with someone else's partner about God, my partner sucks at this communication style or whatever. It's not like that. It's more of a, you're just there co-learning different communication kind of skills together with other couples. Well, I think how it's it's really cute how this box is laid out. They have these different types of cards that are in there. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like thinking cards and some of them are action cards. Mm-hmm. And it's it looks really fun. That's why I call it a game. Yeah. So I agree. And we should do something like that for our sleep box. You know, maybe maybe people go on our sleep retreat and they get a box like this. I know, it's totally going to be a trapper keeper, not a box. Yes. That's true. Yes. It still might be cardboard. I mean, I like the idea of something compostable, uh, but definitely with some Velcro and some some folder on yeah. top of it. Right. You know, they make, they make paper. This down. They make paper with seeds in them. Do you know that? Yes. So, so have you, you made plant, it yourself? You I've made it myself. I'm not, I didn't we know actually use that. our um, our shredding material. Wow. And then you just like add your own seed packets, and then when you're you just done add with your own it, seed packets, you, and then you plant, plant it. Absolutely. See, I do love that. Yeah. That's a nice. Anyway, total digression. That would be awesome for our sleep thing. Um, but so for here, the 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 deck of cards. There's several different decks of cards. Um, one of them are questions to ask your partner. So like kind of connecting questions, and you're the the thinking is that you will like shuffle the deck, and then you know each of you and your partner like take a question, and it's really just meant to connect. Um, there's also actions, so activities, kind of like date night activity ideas, types of things like that. Like maybe go take a drive together or go watch the sunset or go do things like that. Um, they also have what's called the salsa cards, which are low. No, it's not. It's low, medium and high. But what is it? It's like it's like spiciness levels. And one of the things that are, they're meant to do is also to kind of rekindle some of that emotional, like physical intimacy, too, with couples. So nice. Yes. I think the cards are interesting. I think I like the idea. But you can also get the same thing off of Amazon for those of you who are savvy Amazon buyers. There's there's lots of like card games, deck games that you can reconnect with your partner on Amazon too. So this kind of brings us to the topic uh, board that we're going to talk about today is these middle of the night. And a lot of times you've heard us talk about that things that wake you up in the middle of the night after you've fallen asleep initially, mm-hmm. a lot of times are things that you're thinking about or worried about. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to get you on this episode to know that that's a very normal part of waking up. Totally. But the staying up component of it is not that normal. And Absolutely. It's, it's, it, it does become a routine almost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we talked about some of these routines earlier, and I love our routine series right now of what we're kind of talking about. And maybe it's helpful to start with things to not do in the middle of the night is when we'll talk about things to do kind of in the middle of the night from like a routine perspective. But I would say definitely things that you do not want to do in the middle of the night is you do not want to stay in bed when you're awake. So if you wake up in the middle of the night and you are unable to go back to sleep, I want you to get out of bed and ideally leave the room that you're in too. But I know for some of us, like it's, it, you might have just to go to the far end of the same room that you're in. But ideally, leave the room and then start these routines that we're going to kind of talk about in a few moments. This comes so. up a lot is, you know, the people that are having issues with their sleep and they believe that they should stay in bed in the event that getting out of bed mm-hmm. makes them more awake. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to kind of remind you is the the waking up that you've done 
is already happening. Like mm-hmm. it already happened. The staying up is the thought process, like that that cognitive work that you're doing while you're in bed making little games with yourself mm-hmm. or making um, ultimatums with yourself. Uh-huh. One of the things when people stay in bed is they tend to, again, start clock watching and they tend to make that that game with themselves. Well, if I stay in bed, and it's been 10 minutes mm-hmm. or 20 minutes. And the part of the staying in bed is I, I call it jail. And when people are on CPAP, I call mm-hmm. it CPAP jail. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. No, um, not at all. And it, it does perpetuate the long the length of time that somebody is going to be staying up. Absolutely. So and don't look at any clocks. Yes. If another you, thing to not do. Do not look could, at clocks. You know, if you're going to make it a game, <laughs> a lot of times make it something very easy. I tell uh, people, say your ABCs twice. Mm-hmm. If you can say your ABCs twice or do your eight times tables twice and you're still up, that means get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and this is another thing that I think is super relevant um, specifically for... Um, specifically for when you're waking up in the middle of the night is you're really, you can't control when you wake up in the night. Like that is not something you have control over. You have control over how you can respond to that middle of the night wake up. I think a couple people would argue with you on this one. That you can't control when you wake up. Some of our insomnia patients and clients, Uh they 100% attempt to control this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. They attempt to control it. Yeah. Um, But by attempting to control it on a regular basis, they catch you in in, in themselves Mm -hmm. in controlling most of it and actually making it much, much worse. Yes. So, great. I'm not arguing with you. But I think think what I'm hearing you say, though, is that you're right. If, If you exert a lot of control over the process of sleep and you're trying to force yourself to get better sleep, you can consistently wake up at the same times. So you're magnifying the problem. Correct. Usually this is but where clock watching kind of amplifies it. Yeah. So, but the part that, and you're right, you can, is control. Yeah. I think we can tease this apart on like what you actually have control over. But regardless, I would say, if you're awake in the middle of the night, the part that you want to focus on is how you respond to being awake in the middle of the night, not so much the fact that you did wake up in the middle of the night. Physiologically, there are quite a few hormones that are specific to that middle of the night. And let's let's give it some wiggle room, but it's mm-hmm. typically between 1 and 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. which for people that are not nocturnal, that is just not an appropriate time where they would wake up early to exercise or wake mm-hmm. up early to uh, get some work done or on the flip side finish up something last minute so mm-hmm. one to four o'clock assume not clock watching assume that's when these middle of the night awakenings are happening yep absolutely and so, so it's important for you not to know the time because absolutely. that that amplifies the problem mm-hmm. so what not to do do not stay in bed all right do not stay in bed do not look at a clock we're gonna also, repeat these things a lot yes another do not thing do not turn on the lights like you, if you have to turn on lights, I want you to try and keep them as dim as possible. And tend to be the lights that might be behind you, not in front mm-hmm. of your eyes and in front of your face. Correct. Another do not thing. Do not look at your phone. Do not look at your computer. Do not look at a TV in the middle of the night. These are other very clear do not do these things <laughs> in the middle of the night. And, and again, the reason is because of the light, 
But it's also because of the messaging that you're sending to your brain that's saying, oh, there's stuff here to see. I need to be awake. I need to stay, pay attention to this stuff. Well, activities that you generally would do in the, in the day in your, in your enjoyment type of, mm-hmm. of life, these are things. Um, reading is one of them. Reading does come up quite a bit. Uh, there are different types of reading that people could be allowed to do that would be in the positive, good mm-hmm. direction, and there are ones that are in the bad direction. So the reading where you are reading for pure enjoyment and excitement would be a bad choice. Mm-hmm. The ones where you're having to learn something f- or study, uh, think about you know students or someone who is studying for some sort of certification. Mm-hmm. This would not be a good choice because right. these are daytime activities. Right. Um, the reading that actually is quite helpful at night is something that gives you comfort. So maybe mm-hmm. something that you've read before. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe something that is um, c- something comfortable like uh, like a biblical type of story if if mm-hmm. you're religious. Sure. Uh, something that uh, makes your heart smile a little bit. Mm-hmm. So different things that maybe children's books mm-hmm. um, can be very helpful. And then the other one that I love, I call them the coffee table books. So things with a lot of pictures. Oh, yeah. The stuff that you get on, girl, you know what I love? I love that discount table at Barnes and Nobles. Or Five Below. Yeah. Well, the one where like they, you know, it's all those like uh, coffee table books that I guess weren't selling very well. So they mark them down like five bucks. And then you're like, ooh. Once they leave Barnes & Noble, they're at Five Below. Yeah, or Ollie's. I love Ollie's. Yeah? We should do like a whole like trip to Ollie's one day. You tell me about Ollie's in one of the earlier podcasts, and I still have not. (gasps) Oh, no. You've never been to an Ollie's before? No. You'll love it. So before our next podcast recording, Uh we need to have a little field trip. I'm going to find the closest Ollie's to you. I got to look. I think you said it it was in St. Pete. There might be. There, it's kind of. They're not. They're all over the place. We have to practice recording remotely. I still have to bring in the the uh, level or microphone. Okay, we digress. Sorry, Dolly's distracted. Always is a always is a great distraction. So this brings yes. me to a good point, though. Yeah. In the middle of the night, yes, staying in bed or not staying in bed, what can happen is you can get your brain to go on all these different tangents. So Just like this we was did. totally planned. <laughs> So one of the things in terms of the the cognitive thoughts that I tell people in the middle of the night really have an agenda. And the agenda may be something, again, kind of comforting or something that already happened where you're not having all these loose ends that pop up. Mm-hmm. So let's say people recount their day or do some sort of gratitude Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a day where you're recounting a day or your favorite day or just that happened today, start at the end because where you mm-hmm. know where you were right. and then you work backwards. Mm-hmm. If it's something in terms of gratitude, try and keep it grounded gratitude, mm-hmm. meaning keep it like a very specific, um, you know, just matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And don't try to expound on different examples of those things. So just mm-hmm. keep that gratitude focus very loose mm-hmm. and don't focus on all these specifics. Um, tangential thinking um, can turn into, particularly in the middle of the night, uh, almost that worry. Mm. Tell um, what you mean by that. So let's say, I'll give you an example. So let's say that you uh, that your puppy is sick, mm-hmm. okay? And if your puppy is sick and uh, you've been to the vet and you've got some medicine and things are actually going pretty well, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, those, those like worry sort of things happen. Well, what if the puppy's not going to be okay? 
And what if things get worse? And what if you have to reschedule your next day to mm-hmm. uh, go to another vet or go to the vet right. hospital? And what right. if you don't have the finances to do that? And now you're get, getting back into the finances. Mm-hmm. So you catch yourself. And then what if you go to, to a different worst case scenario? Of what if the puppy's dead? Oh my okay. gosh, girl! And what is? What are you thinking about what the are puppy you, in the middle of the night? What are you going to be doing? But these are these are the things that pop up because they they happen as part of you know a day routine or what those unconscious desires are. Right. And uh, it could be again something as simple as a piece of furniture that mm-hmm. you need to replace. Right. And it could still have all these tangential thinking. So what you want to do, and we've talked about this before, and I want you to talk more about it. Mm-hmm is is catch yourself catch yourself with those thoughts and try and put that thought to bed because it's not the appropriate timing for this so sure. uh, what what is that kind of called and maybe kind of take us through a scenario well so there's lots of ways to kind of my handle... puppy's fine by the way okay yeah so i was like oh my goodness um yeah so there's lots of different scenarios and and of doing this and what i would say is is helpful to think about is ultimately what we're trying to do is quiet and calm your mind and i think that's what you're kind of alluding to this idea of try and stop the tangent from spiraling downward essentially like going into like the a mind woke us up right uh, exactly. the other one we could talk about the body waking you up but a lot of right. times in the middle of the night it is the mind that's waking us mm-hmm. up and so what you want to do is you you know and i have clients that use different approaches on this I actually use it with um, with just like a pile of sticky notes. Like if you have like a just a little pad of post-it notes and you think about something, you're like, oh, I need to remember to do this. You just jot it down and put a sticky note somewhere and just leave it by the side of your bed. And again, ideally, things that don't involve technology, like do not open up your phone and go to your to-do list and add it to that. No, like you want old school, like paper, sticky note, pencil do something like that to get it out and then you give yourself permission to no longer think about it. Now, what I can tell you is that you typically can't actively tell your mind to just stop thinking about something because usually it's kind of like the pink elephant in the room. If I ask you to stop thinking about the pink elephant in the room, you just think more about the pink elephant in the room, which is then where doing activities or distraction can be a more helpful kind of approach, which are things like your tired but not sleepy activities. Again, these are not things you're not doing in bed. You're not doing in the bedroom. So let's recap those. We talked yes. about them at the bedtime routine. Yep. But these are important things that, again, are kind of, they're kind of boring, if that makes sense. Like Repetitive. We, yeah. We want your brain to really, when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you do this activity, we want the message going to your brain as like, oh, okay, like no big deal. There's nothing here to see. It's time to go back to sleep. But these can be things as simple as, you know, maybe some coloring or some doodling. Um, in fact, for a lot of my clients, I encourage you to have a basket of middle of the night activity things. And, you know, as with all of these things, it's not going to be one single thing. Oh, I want to make middle works. of the night activity baskets. Oh, yeah. Well, especially we talked about these before, those sticker paint by sticker number things. So there's those things. I also, honestly, Legos, I think, can be helpful. Now, here's the caveat, though. I have some clients who love Legos. I mean, it's a whole, girl, it's Legos on a whole other level. I would say for that individual, Legos in the middle of the night might not be the best fit. (laughs) However, if you are someone that just sees a pile of random bricks and you want to just snap some things together, move some things around the middle of the night. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. It's the same thing true with like puzzles, you know, for people that are not, you know, really um, 
activated a lot by puzzles, I think puzzles can be great. But if you're someone where you do a crossword, not a crossword puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle is what I'm thinking, then that might not be the best thing. So again, it's a, you have to know yourself too of these activities. But it could be something as simple as, you know, folding laundry. It could be something as simple as putting away dishes in the kitchen. It could be picking out your clothes for the next day if you wanted to do that. Um, it could be doing some gentle muscle stretching, some meditating. Um, it could be, you know, reading too, like what we talked about earlier. The way that I kind of like to cap- place a caveat is if you're reading something, I want something with pictures like that, like those coffee table books we were talking about a few moments ago. Like I want you to be reading like a People magazine or something where there's just pictures to look at and there's not a lot of thinking that you're doing. Like what I don't want you to be doing is like reading like the Atlantic or like the New York Times magazine in the middle of the night. Like let's not read that. Let's read something with lots of pictures. And in fact, if there's a coloring doodling activity in the back of it, like actually my daughter gets the highlights magazine, um, uh, something like that can also be helpful too from that perspective. So, Yeah, you want to kind of identify what you like the best and have those couple things because sometimes one thing feels good at certain moments and sometimes it does not feel good at that moment. So make sure that you know yourself. Um, Anything can turn into a project. So you talked about the laundry folding. Mm -hmm. You know, for, I don't know, moms of a lot of children, this Mm -hmm. this is now what they do during their work. So that would not be an okay thing. Absolutely. I would would say is uh, I have used the laundry folding. I tell them to take a towel and fold the same towel. They fold it oh. and they unfold it and they mm-hmm. fold it and they unfold it because it is a comfortable, repetitive activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're actually accomplishing goals like daytime activity goals, that is not, it's not the time, the appropriate time where you'd like to put that. Yeah. We can accomplish ev- and a lot more things working 24 hours a day, but it's not kind for our body. It doesn't really help us with our sleep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, the goal with all these are fundamentally the message that you're wanting to send to your mind is there's nothing here to see. It's okay to go back to sleep. Like there's nothing exciting. You're not missing out on anything. There's no problem to be solved. Um, Nothing like that. And it's normal to wake up. Absolutely. So it's normal to wake up. It Mm -hmm. does happen more and more as we get older. And the important part that you want to harness and what this episode is getting at is how can we keep that as short as possible? And when it ultimately happens, how can we be kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we can get back to sleep rather than berating ourselves for the the waking up and staying up? Absolutely. Like this is one one area where letting go of that desire to kind of force yourself to go back to sleep and just say, you know what, I'm going to create the right conditions and allow my sleep to unfold again. Because that's really what you're trying to do is you're trying to practice that being gentle with yourself and saying, oh, I'm awake again. And what can I do until my mind tells me, okay, it's time to go back to sleep. And again, the number one key thing to do after your middle of the night routine is in the morning. And I still want you to wake up at the same time, regardless of whether your sleep was quality or not quality in the middle of the night. So that gets to the, you want to set that alarm in the morning. Absolutely. We talk more about that next episode. Yeah. So I want to talk about just a couple really brief medical things that Uh you want to be alerted to. 
is um, there are certain times where your body wakes you up on purpose. Mm. And your body wakes you up on purpose and you really want to recognize these because they tend to recur. And these are things you want to address with a um, health care provider. Mm-hmm. So the one is waking up and being starving, like shaking, mm-hmm. starving. You really want to address if you your body says you need to eat mm-hmm. or drink something now. You want to do that. A lot of this can be uh, problems with hypoglycemia or, um, you know, medicine related re- related things. So if on a regular basis, you're, when you wake up, your body says, go get something to eat, mm-hmm. address that. Okay. Do eat something. Don't make a full meal. Don't, um, don't eat, you know, candy or, you know, drink a soda pop in the middle of the night. Um, but do address that because hypoglycemia, particularly with a lot of medicines going on, can be real. So that's one. The second one is people that wake up drenched in sweat. Mm. Okay. So if you wake up and just like uh, some of the movies where you've woken up and watched someone do sweat and have have a shadow of their body that's uh-huh. in, embedded yes. into their bed. If you wake up on a regular basis, you're drenched in sweat, acknowledge that, um, kind of address that with either a healthcare provider or something behavioral you can do, like adjusting the temperature. But there's a certain sweating where it's not your entire body. It happens during sleep, and it's basically like from your nipple line up, so under your arms, behind mm-hmm. your neck, on your scalp. That can be a sign of lack of oxygen at night Mm -hmm. and that you had an apneic period so a period where you stop breathing so it tends Mm -hmm. to be your chest up where on a regular basis you're waking up again your whole bed is not wet it's around where your pillow is and behind your neck so Mm -hmm. that's the second one and then the third one is pain Okay, Mm. so people are waking up not just with any old pain, but severe muscle cramps. So waking up with muscle cramps Mm -hmm. is another thing to address with a healthcare provider. There, we've all kind of woken up where you you were sleeping wrong and you had had some like numbness and tingling, and that wasn't that comfortable. But if you're waking up on a regular basis, not not periodically, with pain in a very specific part of your body, you really want to get that addressed. Mm -hmm. And these are things that you don't just want to say, well, this is just my behavior or my thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, but you really want to look at those things. So those are the three medical things I want to pay attention to. Your cortisol does drop at night. It is a normal thing that happens. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes we're going to be aware of some of these type of things just in the middle of the night, and it can be the sign of a medical disorder. Mm Mm-hmm. Helpful stuff to know, Michelle. Thanks so much. This is good stuff. So middle of the night. And do we talk about, actually, do you want to quickly address like people that wake up in the middle of the night because they're having an apnea episode and they might not even realize it? So apnea, uh, we've talked about on some of the other episodes, but just, just waking up and feeling like you're not breathing or you're being smothered. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people will wake up coughing. Some people will wake up actually choking. I know in my life, I um, I woke up and I was dreaming that I thought that I was choking on the back of an earring. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll do these things. This doesn't mean you have the condition of obstructive sleep apnea, but sometimes we do have apneic periods during the night. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for something that ends up happening on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um People have had that kind of regurgitation feeling that right. can happen in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. If these things are happening pretty routinely, you want to talk to a healthcare provider about it. Awesome. All right, Michelle, this is super helpful stuff. So I hope our listeners have some good insights and ideas on what routines or baskets of activities that they can create 
for their middle of the night routine. Let us know what you do. Let us know if you found this helpful. And we look forward to talking to you again on another episode. All right. Take care, Sleep Nation. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Sleep Takeout. We hope that you found our discussion on sleep valuable. Help your friends to sleep better. You can share the Sleep Takeout podcast with them and be sure to rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast app. Remember, Sleep Nation, sleep well. Dream big. And wake up refreshed. Bye. Bye.